Hello, writers! This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Christina Horner. I'm Liz Leo. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Christina and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. This week we have two different questions from listeners, uh, and they were similar enough that I thought we could combine them into a single episode because they both have to do with basically writing with other people. So an umbrella theme. Yes, I like that. Exactly. Okay. You know, it's it's interesting. We've talked about this a lot. You know, writing feels really solitary, but the the more social you can make writing like the more likely you are to fit it into your lives in different ways that's a good point you know? and like I'm such an introvert and sometimes it's really difficult to be doing something that is like energy taking and also mm-hmm. be with people but I feel like so many writers are introverts that like we can we can fix this problem yeah exactly and I think it's nice to just know that there are other people in the world who like subject themselves to this regularly and yeah. that you know there's there's something to it you know so let's get into the questions all right so we've got two questions um both are from members of our discord so the first question is from Ben W and he asks how do I convince friends to join in on the fun with me and then I'll preface the second question is from my three also from our discord who asks how do i join or create a virtual or in-person writing group so yeah first i think we'll talk about you know how do you how do you like convince your friends to do nano and then i guess you know to follow it up how do you i guess then get them to keep writing with you yeah. regularly after nano so one thing i have found is the friends who are immediately very excited about you mentioning nano are the ones who are probably going to follow through yeah it's it you know let's just say it, it it doesn't do a lot of good to necessarily try and convince someone to do it who isn't super interested in writing or yeah. devoting their time to it however i do know that i think like you know christina you've convinced your husband to do a little bit and he wrote this amazing like i guess children's story mm-hmm. and so even if it was just one day of work it was still this really cool outcome so occasionally it can if you know the right person and you know like you can push them but in in general just you know say what you're doing to your friends and if they're interested and ask questions then those are the ones that you want to really chat with about it well and i think you know some people might think this is novel specific because i think the most common thing that people write during nano is a novel Mm -hmm. because it's called novel writing month but really any kind of writing is appropriate and so if you have friends that you know i know people who write podcast episodes or poetry or you know nonfiction or you know all of the things that kind of fall into the like rebel like outside the box Mm -hmm. um you know you can you can approach friends that are into other kinds of writing absolutely um, and explain to them you know that there's there's space for them in this community yeah absolutely so i mean it's tough how to convince friends to join in on the fun i think it's like they're either gonna want to do it or not and there might be some friends who are like i'm not ready this year you know remind them next year yeah so when you get a friend like me who very (laughs) much loves doing nano will always do it but sometimes has to be pulled into the actual like events and stuff not because i don't think they're fun I love doing stuff with NaNoWriMo words, NaNoWords, <laughs> if you will. But I think I just tend to be 
a little bit more like for example I've always preferred sports where it's like just me like it's like even relays I'm like I'd rather like compete against my own time or play golf or do things like that and so sometimes it's more difficult to think about bringing something more solitary to a group of people however the things that have helped convince me and get there one is by people being interested in my writing so Mm -hmm. if you have a friend like like genuinely show interest don't just talk about what you're writing listen to what they're writing ask them to read something out loud if they like that and that doesn't freak them out i like doing that there's lots of ways that i think when people realize that they can be supported and it can actually help them and when they're there they can get good ideas like just maybe even when you bring someone new into like nano pay a little bit more extra support to like what they're working on instead of just making it about what your experience is i think that's great advice in general too yeah. um something that i just thought of is that most of my friends that now do nano i did not have to convince to do nano yeah, you just told them about it's like it. i told them about it and they thought it was cool or they saw me doing it mm-hmm. and they were like i want to do that too and I will admit that my circle of friends who do nano has grown over the years, but aside from the first couple of friends who decided to do it on their own anyway, most of the people that are now my nano friends, I met through nano. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's less about convincing people to do it and more about making friends along the way. And then those people become your friends that do nano. Every year there's people who I didn't even know did nano or maybe do it occasionally who post about it on Facebook. I'm like, oh, you're doing this too. And so we can connect again about that. So maybe, yeah, look to the people who maybe you're not even super close friends with who do it. And then you can become close friends with them. And that's absolutely what happened, I think, throughout our group of this. And then additionally, I think we went to a writing class and then Christina started leading one and doing those classes helped us meet people through them. That's actually a great segue to the next question. How do you join or create a virtual or in-person writing group? Yeah. Um, And that's exactly what I was going to say. So joining or creating a virtual or in-person writing group. So there's a lot of things to unpack here. There's how do you find one that you can join? How do you make your own Mm -hmm. and then virtual or in person? So, I mean, making your own, you really got to just start with like one person who wants to join in. Yep. And then you just got to network and you got to make writing friends. And so I obviously have my own writing group. It's been going for like seven years strong. At some points, it was just me and one other person sitting at a table. And that person was not Liz. (laughs) And that person may have also been not writing some of the time. (laughs) But like, also, I I think maybe that's a good thing to bring up, though, is like, the best, you know, how there's that joke about how book clubs aren't really book clubs, and they're Mm -hmm. wine clubs and talking clubs. I do think with writing clubs, you should make an effort to get your goals done and to set goals, which I know your writing group, which I still consider my writing group. I just don't go to it often. (laughs) I I will. I like guest appear (laughs) at the writing group. But like, I think that a healthy portion of writing groups to keep them going as long as this one has or over the years should include getting to know people as as person. We often joke that our writing group uh, is 80-20 on... Uh, goofing off versus writing. So 80% goofing well, off. Well, those switch depending on the time of year. Okay, I see, yeah. So when we're very focused on nano or like a specific writing 
goal, it might be 80% writing, 20% goofing off. And if we aren't, and it's, you know, just like a non-nano month, it might be 80% goofing off and 20% mm-hmm. writing. But we do always try to keep a little bit of writing in there. Um, but what I was going to say is if you're making your own writing group, it's kind of just like the way that anyone like networks and finds, you know, their audience. Like anytime I'm talking to anybody and they express any kind of interest in writing, I let them know that I run a writing group. Yeah. And we've had a whole like range of different people come and go from our writing group. I've had coworkers and like parent friends and like old friends from high school. It's like a cast of a sitcom. Yeah, and it's it's like it's very cool because you already know that you have something in common. And mm-hmm. we've never had someone in the group that like didn't jive with the rest of the group. That might not be the case for everybody, you know. We've been very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um but really you just got to like keep advertising it because some people might get busy or lose interest and leave, but then new people come. Um so I mean, yeah, that's how you that's how you create one. If yeah. you want to join one, you brought up writing classes earlier. Yeah, I would say networking often is a dirty word and when we say it, we definitely mean like talk to someone and discover your similarities. Yes. That is it. Yeah. Like even if you know uh if you're thinking about it job wise, it's the same thing. It's just talk to someone, find the things that you are passionate about yeah. similarly. And so when you go to like we've done writing classes with the Hugo House um which I don't know if the Hugo House is national, is it? No, I think it's a Seattle. Is it just Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the Seattle area, an incredible resource for writers, including classes and lectures and talks. Yeah, when you take writing classes or, you know, I've gone to like writing specific panels at Mm -hmm. conventions or... Or author talks even. Or author talks or, you know, your local nano events, Mm -hmm. you know. I just talk to people and, you know, you could... You could make friends at any one of these kinds of things and see if people want to, like, I don't know, meet up at a coffee shop or something. And this is all, like, physical and, like, you know, in in person in your location, but there's also additionally so many resources for doing it virtually or remote. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of, like, discords and, you know, like, author Twitter is huge. Like, it's it's tough because there's not, like, a clear-cut, like, guideline set of like steps to take to create or find your perfect writing group but there are a ton of resources out there to find other writers who might be looking for the same kind of thing as you and also think about like what are you looking for out of that writing group because I think one it it'll be different things every day every time you meet but there may be some things that if like are you just looking to find a writing group because you really want to see have your writing scene yeah like like there are critique groups yep there's like get together and just co-work groups yeah do you need just the motivation to only work when someone else is near you yeah yeah or do you want to have a group where it's just a bunch of writers and you're talking about writing exactly or whatever it is that or you, talk about. you want to find some people who are better at it than you because you really need to learn some stuff like I always ask Christina about like planning and prepping and she showed me Scrivener and stuff or maybe you want to be a mentor to yeah. a group who's like when Christina started essentially a writing class through a program and sort of became a mentor to that group. Like there's a lot of different angles you can take with it. For example, like I think some of these question askers maybe have tried and not been as successful. There's also ways you can break up sort of through, like as Christina said, a couple different channels to get that until you find the right group for you, like mm-hmm. joining um, discords, maybe our discord, joining um, some Twitter groups. 
And look at like local meetup mm-hmm. groups or libraries or, you know, there are... Libraries have so many events like this. Yeah. Like I think that there are probably existing places that you could go if you're not the kind of like entrepreneurial spirit that mm-hmm. wants to lead their own thing. Absolutely. Um, there, there are lots of things out there that exist and I think you can find them. If you even just search like, I don't know, the name of your city and like writing group and just see yeah. if there's if there's things that you can join yourself and if there isn't then you know consider yeah. just trying to make one yourself see if you, you could even talk or, to your library and or if see you if, go to school like a college or a high school particularly definitely that's probably going to either already have resources that exist talking to a teacher and an advisor or again a lot of colleges already have groups for this that you could potentially seek out or they will have some sort of money or grant for starting new clubs or groups. Yeah. And I think I say this every year. I really harp on this. But, you know, it's almost November. And that is when the writers come out in droves. And so if you were (laughs) ever to find a good time to go out and look for your writing people, if you don't have any in your life already, like take advantage of the time in November to go to local write-ins, you know, go to coffee shops, go to libraries, You know, look for those resources to meet people and then keep in touch. All right, Christina, I have a new idea for our listeners who especially maybe go to colleges. So this is how you spot a novelist in November. Ooh, okay. Okay. They're going to look the tiredest. (laughs) They will probably have multiple books with them, including their laptop. They will probably have their laptop open at lunch. Definitely. They may be looking at notes. You may be saying... How is this different from a normal college student? And let me remember and remind you, more tired, I would say, like the tiredest. If you look at the mm-hmm. tiredest looking person in the room. <laughs> and then, but like the, the last part to add to that, because it's not just negative, the tiredest happy person in the room. Yeah. And that's the difference. I think if you can find someone with their laptop out, notes near them who looks tired and happy, which is very different than normal college, where I think you look tired and then miserable. <laughs> it's been at least 10 years since college, so I'm trying to, to bring these memories up. There are definitely days in Nana where I look tired and miserable. That is true, but but I'm, I'm trying to, to, you know, gild this a little bit. One thing, I don't know if other regions do this, but specifically in Seattle, there's this like kind of, I don't know, people just know it. It's just like a truth mm-hmm. of the Seattle region. Our mascot is a duck and so people will bring rubber ducks with them to their coffee shop or or library library or whatever and you put your rubber duck on the table in Mm -hmm. like a visible spot and that's sort of like a a little like uh you know wayfinding sign for other people to know like oh that person has their laptop out and they have a rubber duck they're doing nano and it's kind of this invitation to like hey, come sit by me and like work on your novel mm-hmm. next to me. Um, and it's very cool. And I've done it a few times. That's like, so cool. I just, I don't know, in November, I keep a little rubber duck in my purse and I yeah. just set it out. And not everyone knows about this. And some people look at me like, what's that? What's with the rubber duck lady over there? But um, Seattle, you can find out if your region does something like that or, you know, reach out to your ML team and see if you could come up with your own version of that. Yeah, maybe you have like a regional specialty, but yeah, but it's a very cool. It's a very cool way to sort of just signify to like I don't know the world. You know, like are you in on this like it's little... like a little secret sign? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, like a secret handshake you can have with people, and that definitely opens it up to where instead of just randomly talking to a person who might be writing, you know that 
usually when someone puts that out that they're potentially open to someone saying hi and yeah. I'm doing nano too which is great that just reminded me I do have a fun story our writing group uh you know we haven't met in person in a long time because of you know COVID-19 but when we were meeting in person it was always the same night of the week always the same time um and there was this other guy who was coming at the same time and started to realize that we were coming kind of week after week. And I, I guess he was sort of listening in. And finally, after like many weeks of this, he just walks right over to our table and he says, are you guys like a, like a writing group? (laughs) And we were like, yes. And he was like, Oh, cool. I'm doing writing stuff too. Can I like hang with you guys? And then, you know, he wasn't there every week, but he was there lots of weeks. And then he would sit with us and he was kind of like an unofficial member of our writing group. Special um, guest. And he wasn't doing like fiction. I think he was, he was like, he was like a music writer. Like oh, cool. he wrote articles about music or yeah. something, um, but it didn't matter. Uh, and it was very cool. So to answer your question, uh, be like that guy. Yeah. If you see a random writing group sitting at a coffee shop and they look friendly, introduce yourself and ask if you can sit down and as you said it doesn't always happen right away sometimes it can be just one person and oh yeah you have to be comfortable i think having a writing group where you're fine if it's just you and someone else yeah and then comfortable if it grows to 10 people and yeah i would call my writing group a success and there have been times where there are only two of us that are regularly there and there have been times where like we didn't even all fit at the table because there were like Mm -hmm. 10 people that showed up and so it's going to come and go in waves people are complicated you know and you just gotta you just gotta surround yourself by writers and And as always if you want the easy answer like our discord is genuinely an amazing writing group for november especially and we'll Mm -hmm. be prepping in preptober our mods are amazing there's people there they want to meet you come join and hang out we said we weren't going to do this in every episode yeah but this episode is specifically about finding writing groups and communities so we had to it counts we have to call out the fact that like we want to be here to help you and that's one way we can help yeah so go forth find a writing group Hey, Christina, do you know what time it is? It's end of the episode time. What do we say here again? Uh, We never remember, which is why this year I've scripted it. Oh, no wonder it seems easier this time. Have I mentioned how glad I am that you're a planner? Eh, once or twice. Anyway, how can our listeners reach us, Liz? Well, they can reach out to us on Twitter at HowToWinNano, where our gift game is really strong. Or they can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash HowToWinNano. We've got some neat perks, and we really appreciate the support. Because it keeps the lights on. (laughs) They can also join our Discord server, which is full of absolutely delightful writers who listen to the show. It's got writerly discussion, invaluable writing sprints, and lots of silliness. It's my favorite. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, keep keep writing. writing. See, we do say it together. We do say it together. Yeah, use your best judgment. (laughs) Like, don't talk to murderers that you know of. Exactly. You know, people who... This is... This has gone off the rails. (laughs)